Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good. You're tanned, you're rested, you're relaxed after our short vacation. Yes, we went away for three days for Lily's uh, 16th birthday. Four days, three nights. Three nights. Three nights. You can't count today. We left at 10 o'clock in the morning. Technically, we were there today. Technically. We were there for three nights for Lily's 16th birthday. Uh, A little hard to have a 16th birthday party, so we took her away for a couple of days. We just did a day at the Magic Kingdom and then, you know, a day by the pool and mini golfing. It was nice. It was dead. It was. It was dead. Nobody down there. But Disney still very much enforcing their social distancing protocols, um, COVID-19 protocols, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Felt very safe, very secure. How about about you? Yeah, no, absolutely. And we talked a little bit on the show about that they're starting to fill every row on certain roller coasters. It didn't seem like that was really true. I mean, maybe because the capacity was so much higher than what was actually in the park. There was just hardly anybody in the park. Even when you look at our Seven Dwarves Mine Train video, there's empty rows. So it's like party of four, party of four, party of two, and there's not another party in front of them. So uh, I guess it all depends on the ride. But I mean, we waited an hour for that. Even Pirates, they did the first, they had people in what, the first two rows and the last last two two rows. rows. So things were still distanced, which, you know, made me happy. And that was a party of four split out into two rows. Mm-hmm. So there were eight people on our pirate's boat, which normally holds maybe 25 people. Right. So it was eight of us on there? Eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, they're still socially distancing where they can. Yeah, they're doing a um, good job with it. I felt very good seeing cast members who felt, well, they are empowered to mm-hmm. tell people. Yeah. And I actually saw a guy from the Skipper's Canteen uh, chase a guy down and say, you know, you know, sir, you have to put your mask up over your nose. It has to remain up over your nose. And and this was just a guy who, you know, was standing outside Skipper's Canteen, probably a server or a host. Right. Who, you know, the guy was not even walking into the restaurant, but saw this guest walking past in Adventureland yep. and ran out after him. Right. So uh, I think they take it, they all take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I did feel safe there. Once again, the airport, I felt very very safe, very secure, even though they're seating every seat. Yeah. And our flights were full. They were. Um, you know, we had our N95 masks on. I was seated with strangers. You guys were all seated in the row. For some reason, I get relegated <laughs> to the to the stranger row. Uh, and I'd like to thank you for that. Because, <laughs> because both times, uh, I don't think it was my seat. I was just told to go sit in that seat. Right. Um, and uh, deal with strangers. Well, it's tough. You know, we're a family of four, and it's three across... And that's it. And then what do you do with that fourth person? Well, normally when we travel, we do two and two because um, the kids and Tony all like the window seat. And I like an aisle, but I get outvoted. So it's usually window seat, um, middle seat, window seat, middle seat. And, you know, we just two in each, in, you know, right in front of each other. Uh, but do you really want to have two people next to a stranger? Because people are going to take that aisle seat. Someone's right. always going to choose that aisle seat. So it just seems silly to have so many people exposed to an extra person. That is true. So we just let you be exposed. I gladly took the uh, brunt of that for you. (laughs) Which was great on the way back, but on the way way there, Tony got a uh, not-so-desirable set of seatmates who, when he approached his spot, because he was sitting by the window, and these two people were already sitting down, they just looked at him like he had three heads when he asked them to move so that he could get in. They wanted him to climb over them. Yeah, that uh, that was a treat. Yeah. 
And if I get COVID from COVID Manuel in that aisle. I don't think it's going to be COVID Manuel. You'll be doing this show alone. Yeah. So if Cheryl's doing this alone in three weeks, (laughs) I'll know what happened. All right. But enough about us. We're four minutes into the show and we haven't even started our news yet. And we've got a ton of news to get to. We do. Yeah. It's it's been a busy news day uh, for one um, news story in particular, but we'll get to that shortly. Um, It is on the Disney Parks blog. But first, from the Disney Parks blog, they have um, a name for that new baby uh, boy rhino that was born in the Animal Kingdom. And he's not so new anymore because he was born in October. Mm -hmm. And uh, his mom is Kendi, and her pregnancy was followed on the magic of the Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is on Disney Plus and produced by National Geographic. Well, today, they finally announced his name. And it is? Ranger. Oh, cute. I mean, I don't think it should have taken what? Four months. Four months to come up with uh Well, they ranger. wanted his name to honor the wildlife rangers who protect rhinos around the world. Well, I mean, that's great. But like I said, it shouldn't take four months to have come up with that name. Okay. But anyway. But did you know that this is just another way they join the Disney Conservation Fund in efforts to support rhino conservation? Disney has given more than 75 grants and awards to rhino protection projects. Awesome. Yeah. And if you give to Disney Conservation, you can get a button. An elephant button. That's right. That's right. The Soul of Jazz exhibit is going to be opening in the American Adventure at Epcot. That's exciting. That's right, but I'd like to ask you one more rhino question. Oh, there's more? Do you know what a herd of rhinos are called? Um, I don't know, a gaggle. A crash. Oh. A crash of rhinos. Cool. That's right. Speaking of jazz, (laughs) there's going to be a new exhibit in the American Adventure in the American Pavilion at Epcot. And that is going to be The Soul of Jazz, an American adventure. It's going to debut in February. It's going to feature Joe Gardner from Disney and Pixar's Soul, which is now streaming on Disney+. And you're invited to take a musical tour of America to learn about this inspiring genre of music. Hmm, I wonder how that's going to be done. Uh, Well, there is a brief, well, there's a, a new video from Imagineering to learn more about this experience. And we've got it posted on our page. All right, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Um, there's a new plush collection. It's called Stitch Crashes Disney. And I guess there's, uh, is it the first or the second um, item that's out for this it? This is the first one because okay. we're in the first month of the year. Right. So yeah, this we is, are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is new for 2021. You might remember last year we had a series of mini plushes uh, as the uh, collection for the year. This year, as Cheryl mentioned, it is the Stitch Crashes Disney collection. And each month there will be a new pin plush, and magic band featuring Experiment 626. Um, And it will be a mashup of him and some other uh, movie. And just in time for the 30th anniversary of Disney's Beauty and the Beast, this month's uh, option will be Stitch uh, featuring a mashup with Beauty and the Beast. So he's covered in roses and there are some call-outs to the movie. And it's, uh, I don't know, I I like Stitch by himself. I don't necessarily need to see my Stitch covered in roses. You know how much I hate all these things. Yes. I don't hate this one. It's cute. You don't? You like it? I do. I think you like it because he's holding a rose in his mouth. I like the rose pattern all over him. Yeah. It's the uh, stained glass window pattern from Mm -hmm. Beast's Castle of the rose. And uh, he will be available on Disney, uh, Shop Disney, and you can get it through the Merch Pass. So it will go live on January 16th. So once again, January 6th, on January 17th, we'll be telling you the story about how the merch site crashed. <laughs> and, I don't know. Uh, 
You think it's going to crash from a from a? It's usually what happens whenever they have these merch pass virtual queue things. They just don't have it there. I mean, it's cute, but like I wouldn't be buying it anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So then we're on to the big news. Uh, This was released on the Disney Parks blog this morning. Um, Sort of got slipped in yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, because because we were there. Yeah. Because we're talking about it. Tomorrow? No, this was actually released. What day was on, it released? Monday? It was released on Monday. Ah, We're okay. recording on Tuesday. Yes. This show gets released on Wednesday. Okay. Anyway, Disney sort of slipped this in. Um, no one was expecting it, but um, they gave us a look at some of the changes coming to the Disney World Resort. Um, there's a, a good one and then a bad one. All right. Go ahead. Tell us what they are. All right. Well, I'm assuming by the good one, yes. you're talking about the early theme park entry option. Yes. So in the past, uh, we have had extra magic hours uh, on select days in certain parks for an hour uh, prior to opening for Disney Resort guests. And now Disney Resort guests and guests of other select hotels uh, will be able to enjoy 30 minutes of early entry to any theme park every day. Okay. So how exciting is that? I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's nice. I mean, it, you have to know that it's replacing um, extra magic hours. Right. So, you know, those are taken away during COVID. Um, sounds like maybe they're not going to come back, at least not anytime soon. And they are instead going to be replaced with this 30 minutes early to any park. Right. Um, Disney states that they're doing this um, to manage attendance with health and safety, their top priority, uh, that extra magic hours will not return. Uh, This new early theme park entry benefit helps us better spread visitation across all four theme parks while providing added flexibility by giving guests extra early park time on each day of their vacation and in their park of of their choosing. And and that makes sense because when you had extra magic hours, say at the Magic Kingdom, you know, every Wednesday or whatever, uh, that would be a very busy park, especially for the first part of the day because people want to get as much time in each park as they can. So they're going to choose the park that has the extra magic hours. And then people would maybe hop to a different park. But you had, you know, by the time it got to be 11 o'clock in the morning when extra magic hours were over, um, but the people who came to extra magic hours were still there and the new people were coming in, it got really, really crowded. So I can understand that they're trying to not have that happen. And I do think that this is a good solution for that. It did. And as a travel agent, I would usually recommend that my guests not go to the early morning right. extra magic hours park that day because it was the, the, the most crowded park that early, you know, early, right. early in the morning. Yeah. And it always seemed like a lot of times for extra magic hours, if the park cl- opened it, it was supposed to open at nine, it would then be opening at eight, uh, which meant to really get the most out of it, you had to be there about, you know, I don't know, 7.30, 7.45. If it's the Magic Kingdom, you've got to, you know, you're either taking a bus or you've got to drive and then you've got to take the ticket and transportation center, you got to take the monorail. So there was a lot to it, which meant you were getting up really early in the morning and people have the best intentions, but a lot of times they wouldn't end up getting there until, you know, a half hour into extra magic hours, which Mm -hmm. doesn't help you at all. So yeah, our advice was always to people just, you know, unless you know you're going to be able to really get up early and be there, just go to the park that doesn't have the extra magic hours. It'll be a little less crowded and you can get up a little more leisurely. Right. But not an issue anymore. No. Um, And then the really, really big news uh, has to do with Magical Express. And I feel like you have been predicting this for, I I don't know, what, three or four years you've been saying that you could see this coming? I think if you say it long enough, eventually it will happen. Yeah. Uh, But as of January 1st, 2022, uh, Disney's Magical Express will no longer be an option for their guests 
Uh, Magical Express debuted in 2005, and it was a free uh, transportation from Orlando International Airport to the Walt Disney World Resort of your choosing. Um, and it was provided to all guests, whether you had a package or a room-only reservation. Um, and uh, Disney has decided to discontinue this service. Um, you know, they want everyone to know that they still have their resort transportation option. Buses, monorails, Skyliner, friendship boats, ferry boats. Those will continue to be available for free uh, for all guests for transportation around their property. However, you can't get to their property without the Magical Express. You know, to me... It's just, you know, it's just reverting back to where we were. It's funny because a lot of these Disney fans and people freaked out. Yes. They lost their minds over this. Yes. Um, a lot of the people who, you know, are big Disney fans now and go to Disney World, you know, every year or every two years and this is their big family vacation, a lot of them really hadn't gone pre um, Magical Express. Yeah. This is part of their vacation. It's, you know, you get on that bus, it feels like the first step to your vacation. It's it's just it's such a part of it. Uh, right. And for, for, the, for those who might not be familiar, Magical Express was a bus service. Your plane landed. Uh, you went down there, you got on the bus, they pulled your luggage off. You didn't have to get your luggage from the carousel. They brought it to your resort. They dropped you off at the resort. Your luggage showed up. And then the exact same thing on the way home. You checked your luggage at your resort. The luggage went to the airline. You got your luggage when you arrived at your home airport, and the transportation got you to the airport without worry. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, what they've done, and we've talked about this before, is Disney continues to increase their pricing by 5 to 8% every year on their resorts and their tickets, and they have slowly chipped away at the perks for staying on site. Mm -hmm. You know, extra magic hours. Um, and, and extra magic hours used to be you know, one hour in the mornings and three hours mm -hmm. at night. Yeah. And then they took it down to two hours at night. Um, you know, we, we've just seen, you know, uh, uh, the parking fees being added for resort guests. Yep. You know, they've they've increased their costs and then found additional additional revenue streams uh, to to take services that used to be provided for free and find a way to charge guests. Yeah. So they're charging you more, and then they're charging you more on top of that. My favorite one was the um, no expiration option. That's right. So Disney tickets were just known for never expiring. You bought a, you know, you bought a five day ticket. You went. You used four days that you planned on using the fifth day, but somebody got sick. Whatever you didn't go. That's okay. Hang on to your tickets. Your tickets never expire. They're good forever. That day will still stick around. You know, it used to be. It didn't matter that you're you had a kid ticket. They were four years old, and then the next time you found it, it's like, oh, I found this old ticket, and now my kid is you know twenty two. That's okay. They upgrade it for you. It's all set. That's the way it used to be. And then they took that away. And they took that away. And then they gave you the option to pay for no expiration. Right. And it wasn't that expensive. And then every year it went up right. and up and up and up. And before you knew it, we were buying 10. I used to like to buy the 10-day ticket with the no expiration. We were paying as much for the no expiration option as we were for the fact that it was a 10-day ticket. Right. But over the course of the few years it would take us to use those 10 days, it still it ended was up worth being it. worth it. And then they got rid of that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Disney has found a way to, yes, to charge more for things that were previously free. Right. And and I have been saying, like, you know, Cheryl said I've been saying this for years. And what I've actually been saying is that free Magical Express is going to go away and mm -hmm. it's going to be replaced by a pay service. I'm surprised and, they've done it this way, although this may be just the first step. Right. I would, I would not be surprised if in a few weeks or a few months, like right around the time that the 2022 packages are released in June, 
uh, that Disney announces their new ground transportation service. Well, it's funny because you did the same thing with the with the minivans. They mm-hmm. like made it really difficult. People used to take Lyft and Uber around, right. and then they—I don't remember what they did—but they did something to basically ban Uber and Lyft from you know the drop-off areas and the pickup areas. Like, weren't couldn't be the same, and you know, as as you would like if you were taking your own car like if right. you just wanted to drop off a friend there was right. this drop-off area but then it was like oh, uber can't use these they have to go over to this other far area and you said you said i bet they're doing this because i bet they're going to come out with their own ride share service and you know weeks later here come the minivans so yeah and now the minivans uh, are gone too well yeah that too uh so we'll see what happens next people are angry um i think that Disney is trying to do this to reclaim some of the money that they're losing, but it's just going to continue to hurt them. I mean, people are in no hurry to go back because they're scared. And if you keep making it even more expensive for them to go back, they're really not going to want to go back. Yep. I see Disney offering huge discounts for packages, you know, that include tickets and um, hotel stays. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, they're going to be making some money on their transportation, but they're not going to be making any money on their rooms anymore. Right. Do you, now, do you know who else was apparently surprised by this announcement? Who? Mears Transportation. Really? Um, Mears Transportation. So Disney's Magical Express is actually a third party operation. It is run by Mears Transportation. That is not a Disney entity. Uh, they partnered with Disney. They branded it as Disney's Magical Express, but it was still a third party. Um Disney had a contract with Mears. Apparently, the contract expires on December 31st of 2021. The contract was not renewed. Um, So uh, Mears Transportation issued a statement that said, um, Disney World has made us aware of their decision. (laughs) Gee, thanks. Uh, They are disappointed that Disney will no longer offer this service. We intend to continue offering transportation services between the airport and all area theme parks and hotels to meet the demand of visitors now and in the future. Um, so Mears will still be around. Mears owns not only their motor coach uh, transportation, uh, they own shared shuttles, Mears ta- Mir taxis, and even private car services. Mm-hmm. So transportation is very big for the Mears network in the greater Orlando area. And it should be noted that before Magical Express, Mears ran an express service by bus between right. the Orlando International Airport and Disney World. It was the same thing as Magical Express. It was just... You paid for it. Right. You, you know, it wasn't free. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that that's what it's going to go back to. Is that still going right. to be an option run by Mears, but it'll be back to being a fee. Yeah. And it's not cheap. No. And, you know, the the, the downside to this is um, when you took the Magical Express, you were locked on property. You know, now the number of people that are going to rent cars, mm-hmm. utilize car services, you know, they're going to be going off property. If you've got a car, you know, we do it. We have a car. We yeah. go off property to eat a couple times on a on a five or six night trip. Right. Because we're not going to pay those prices. So, you know, do you think Disney will be shooting themselves in the foot? Oh, probably. Yeah. But like I said, I would not be surprised if we see an, an announcement of another service. I think another service that's paid, though. Yes. I don't think it's going to yes. be free. No. Okay, Uh, moving on past that, Um, the international parks, we have an update on Tokyo. That's right. We mentioned that there was a little bit of an outbreak in the Tokyo area. Um, They are temporarily reclosing 25 dining outlets uh, from January 12th through February 7th, and that's between uh, Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. They are also reducing park capacity to 5,000 guests per day at both parks. Total between both parks or each? Uh, each park will be 5,000. 
I want, what's the regular capacity? Do you know? Uh, that I do not know, but I believe they were at like a 20,000, 30,000 person capacity. Wow. Um, so a lot of their, a lot of their table service restaurants will close earlier than their parks. Um, I think their parks are open till eight, eight o'clock, but their last reservations are going to be at six, you know, five and six, mm-hmm. uh, at a lot of their restaurants. So, uh, a lot of closures on quick services, table services closing earlier, but it's because they're experiencing another COVID outbreak. Stinks. Yep. All right. Um, Disneyland is going to serve as a COVID vaccination super site. Tell me about it. That's right. The state of California has decided, oh, you're not good enough to open your theme parks, but we're going to use you as a vaccination super site, Um, which is good because it's good for the community. Yeah. So uh, this is the first of five planned super uh, point of dispensing sites or super vaccination sites. Um, Another one of them is going to be Dodger Stadium. Um, And this is uh, a site that is going to allow the capability of vaccinating up to 10,000 people per day, according to news releases. Wow. So, you know, go get a shot, have a churro. (laughs) I think that's that. I mean, I'd be nice if they gave you a free churro. (laughs) I know. But I don't think that'll be happening. It would be hysterical if they had, you know, some of the things open there that, yeah, you would go. It would actually bring people in. And they say Disneyland's going to be open, but it's it's actually – a park, a section in the Toy Story parking lot. So it's not a, it's not truly, you're not going down Main Street to get oh, a that shot. that would have been so fun. It would have been. You could like stop at the, at the uh, ice cream shop. Right. Get your shot. Yeah. And then grab a churro. There you go. All right. Um, so California has been giving Disney quite a hard time. And I'm hearing that maybe Disney's considering moving some of its operations out of California. Yeah, the Orlando Business Journal is right now reporting that Disney is considering moving some of its office divisions from its headquarters in California to Lake Nona, which is a community southeast of Orlando. Uh. Um, You know, the uh, company has been headquartered in California for close to a century, um, but the way corporations have been moving out of California as of late, and it's not even related to COVID, you know, this has been going on since pre-COVID. Companies like uh, Hewlett Packard and Oracle uh, have been moving to southeastern cities. Um, and, uh, you know, will Disney do that as well? Because a lot of these areas they're moving to are more business and tax friendly locations. Yeah. And just even the people that are living and working there, you work in one of these offices for Disney. We've seen the gridlock there right. when you're trying to drive in and out. Um the prices for everything there for, you know, an apartment, for a house, they're just just off the wall. They right. are so high. I mean, it's not as bad as San Francisco. But no, but it's pretty awful. Yeah. And so you have to pay people an awful lot yeah. where, you know, you move your operations to a part of Florida where things are, you know, more, they're not cheap, but things, they're more middle of the road. They're much more reasonable. Well, now, you know, what you're paying people, it's enough. You know, they can have a decent little house that, you know, instead of a cramped, tiny apartment, they can get to their office in 20 minutes instead of an hour and a half. Right. You know, um, it's it's big perks for people. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about, you know, the possibility that they might just be moving a lot of their theme park division. Um, You know, you're going to keep your entertainment stuff in California. Certain things you kind of have to. You know, right. Your movie groups, the studios are not moving. Right, no. You know, but uh, they could move a chunction, uh, a chunction. A chunk of their organization, that's a chunction, is the contraction, uh, over to Florida. So we'll see what goes on with that. All right. 
Um, Disney World has released its operating hours through March 27th. That's right. March 21st through March 27th. That week has been released. Magic Kingdom open from 9 to 6. Epcot 11 to 7. Hollywood Studios 10 to 7. Animal Kingdom 9 to 5. Disney Springs 10 to 10. And a new entry, Blizzard Beach from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So exciting. Even though that opens earlier in March, but... uh, Yeah, it's just nice to see it on there. Typhoon Lagoon will remain closed. And, of course, these hours are subject to change. When is uh, Fantasia Mini Golf opening? Because it was not open it this time. It is not time. on the list. We but we did to... enjoy Winter Summerland. We did enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. And uh, it was good. When we drove past um, Fantasia Gardens. Fantasia Gardens, yes. And they were working on it. They were. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll be extra sparkly and shiny. That's when right. We the construction by. update for Fantasia Gardens is that they had a lift uh, in the park and they were power washing One the, of the rock formations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Liberty Square Market is closing for three weeks for refurbishment. That's in the Magic Kingdom. It is. Um, didn't they just open that? It's relatively new. Yeah. Well, the seating they were is doing, relatively new. Yeah, but the actual <laughs> the actual market is just like two carts. Right. Um, there, it, Liberty Square Market is a quick service location. Uh, it closed for refurbishment uh, yesterday on January 11th, and it will be reopening again on Feb Tuesday, February 2nd at 10.30 a.m. Weird. In Epcot. Lots um, of Epcot news. Yeah, there's tons of Epcot news. We'll start with um, Figment's Brush with the Master scavenger hunt is going to be returning. That's right. The Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts for 2021 sees the return of Figment's Brush with the Master scavenger hunt. Um, the map is available for $7.99 at participating locations, uh, which include Disney Traders and World Traveler. And uh, the map, which is shaped like an artist palette, has empty picture frames corresponding to each scavenger hunt location. Woo! So uh, fill out the map and get a prize. Oh, yay. Yep. At the France Pavilion, the construction walls are down for the expansion. Uh, Yeah, there was a press event uh, for influencers at the entrance to Ratatouille. The construction walls are down, and the uh, famous rolling planters... Oh, there they are. replaced the construction walls. So it you, looks much you, nicer. You can't walk in there, but the area does look like uh, it might be ready for a soft opening at some point. We might have to be booking an Epcot trip soon. That is true. A day at Epcot. That's how our trips go. A day at, and then you pick a park. All right. Um, the second harmonious barge has taken its place on the lake. That's right. This will be the second of five floating barges that are placed in the World Showcase Lagoon. It's a lot of barges. Uh, And that was brought in overnight on Monday. All right. Uh, Once completed, the five platforms together will create a sparkling fountain during the day. And at night, they'll become part of one of the largest nighttime shows ever created for any Disney theme park. All right. That's cool. But they're an eyesore during the day. They're ugly, but... You showed me them and you told me about this, that people are upset because you can't really see all the way across the lake anymore with them there. But they're going to be a fountain. They're not squirting water right now. That is true. So they're going to look a lot. No, you're not going to be able to see through the other side, but you're going to see this beautiful fountain going during the day. Right now they're just. If it works. Yeah, I guess. Right now they're just these ugly barges parked out there. Exactly. All right. Um, The La Gelateria stand has been installed in Italy. Oh, you know Italian. I Sure. That's right. The new gelato stand, which is going to be a quick service location run by the Patino Restaurant Group, serving gelato, gelato, uh, was wheeled into the uh, Epcot backside of Epcot yesterday and positioned in place behind some construction walls in Italy. 
It is a uh, stone and terracotta structure, which matches the rest of the pavilion's theming, and uh, it is now in place. Um, so I guess they're going to be doing some, you know, they've got to do electrical work and whatnot, but mm -hmm. the building looks like it was prefab uh, and brought in, brought in on truck beds and uh, placed overnight and is in position. There's some concrete work that was done, but, you know, the buildings are actually up. Um, you know, who knows how long it's going to take for them to do the internals and get those freezers up and running. Right. But I would assume before summer, we're Good. going to be having gelato and Epcot. Fabulous. I mean, not me, because I'll still be getting Kakigori in Japan. Yeah, I know. Okay, the Guardians of the Galaxy vehicles are being transported to Epcot. Yep, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, uh, Epcot's new roller coaster. Um, they have been uh, uh, delivering vehicles uh, into the parks. Uh, two cars per flatbed. They had to create a little bit of a... Uh, roller coaster track to transport them on so that the wheels sat properly. Um, Disney has also shared looks at the ride vehicles on the track testing, and they gave their first rider, Baby Groot, a test drive. All right. Yeah. How long do you think before that opens? Um, it is not projected to open in 2021. Wow. Okay. So, I was going to say maybe we should wait till that opens and we'll do that and Ratatouille at the same time, but not happening. Yeah, this was, uh, this was not on the list of 2021 openings. Which is kind of amazing if they're bringing in ride vehicles already. Well, they've got to test them. Yeah, I know, but what, a year's worth of testing? Possibly. I mean, look how long you tested me. It's true. Um, Josh Damaro was at Epcot today speaking with guests. And who is Josh Damaro? Um, he's the head of Disney Parks. Parks and uh, Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Um, yes, he was walking around Epcot today. Um, he has been known for, you know, visiting the parks, talking to employees, talking to guests. He's very active. Um, he's not just a guy sitting at a desk somewhere. He likes to go out into the general public. Um, he was there, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there was a media event for select influencers, uh, which revealed the entrance to the Remy's Ratatouille adventure. So he was there for that. And he was just uh, talking to guests. I'm I'm assuming he got an earful about the Magical Express situation. I'm sure he did. That yeah. was poor timing for him. Yes, it was. Um, on TikTok, Disney has shared a tour of Cinderella's castle. Yeah, TikTok, I don't get. Uh, but uh, if you have a TikTok account and you look up Disney Parks on TikTok, they did give a special tour of the Cinderella Castle Suite, which is a uh, guest suite inside of Cinderella's castle in the Magic Kingdom. Cool. Um, the contemporary refurbishment is beginning, um, in April of 2021. What are they doing over there? So they're going to have limited availability, um, because between April and September, the, there's going to be room refurbishments going on. It is going to be, it is expected to be a soft goods update, which involves replacing linens, carpeting, and furniture, and not a full room, uh, reimagining like okay. they're doing at the Polynesian. Mm -hmm. um, in August of 2019, if you remember, we reported on the fact that they were uh, doing a theme after The Incredibles, right? Uh, which is a kind of contemporary modern, you know, the, the architecture in the, the Incredibles is kind of that contemporary modern yeah. style, uh, 1960s, 1950s version of modern. Um, so The Incredibles were involved in that. So time will tell if The Incredibles... Uh, become the newest intellectual property to be brought into a resort. 
Yeah, this looks like it's going to happen. You know, so if they theme the contemporary after the Incredibles and the Polynesian after Moana, does that mean that we get uh, Mary Poppins at the Grand Floridian? Maybe. Yeah. That would be nice. It would be. I do. I like the idea of bringing characters into each of the resorts because a lot of times people will stay at like Pop Century or All Star Movies because. They want that Disney feel. Like, you Mm -hmm. want to still feel like you're on a Disney vacation and immersed in all that Disney magic when you're at your resort. And as much as we love Coronado Springs, I mean, that's where we stay almost every time. And it's beautiful. It's not – you could forget that you're at Disney. I I have that same feeling. Um, And I will tell you that when we stayed in the princess suite, I thought the princess suites were a little overdone. The ones in Port Orleans, Riverside. Uh, are they in French Quarter or Riverside? They are in Riverside. Riverside. Yes. And I thought it was a little too much. And when we were in Coronado Springs, there are character touches in the room, and it's above. It's between mm-hmm. the beds, and they have the uh, three caballeros right. in a picture frame. And I thought that was perfect because they're in the room, but it's not. It's not like in your face. Like there were Disney touches. Right. It was in a picture frame. You knew you were in Disney. Yeah. And I thought it was just the right amount. Like I don't necessarily want to see, you know. No, I agree that those princess rooms are over the top. I mean, they're supposed to be. They are. But I sort of miss the like, um, the sort of hidden Mickey patterns on like, right. on like you know, bedspreads because they don't well, do bedspreads bed anymore. anymore. Yeah, they just do the white. Just another perk they've taken away. <laughs> but, you know, even if there was like a throw, they don't even put it like a throw pillow or anything. But right. if there was something like that, you know, or even if like the fabric of the little chairs that they put in the corner was like a hidden Mickey sort of pattern. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a little bit more of those sort of high end Disney touches. Right. And I think that you can do that really nicely with something like Mary Poppins at the Grim Floridian. Again, we're not talking about having, you know, big statues of Mary Poppins, in, right. but, you know, these sort of subtle prints that maybe have like, you know, her umbrella is part of them or, or you chimney know. sweep brooms in every room. <laughs> <laughs> Going to have put soot in it on every floor. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Good idea, honey. Bring that to them. Well, see what they think. That's why I'm uh, marketeering. You sure are. Yeah. All right. Moving on from refurbishments. And on to Disney Cruise Line, where things do not need to be refurbished because no one is ever cruising again. What has happened with Disney Cruise Line? Uh, Disney Cruise Line has announced Tuesday that they have canceled all sailings up to and including March 2021. All right. It'll just be every month we'll give you a new update on the next month that has been canceled. How far do you think it's going to go? I think they're going to be back in uh, June. Mm, I'm going later. I'm going to say... September. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Let's write that down because you know I'm going to forget. Let's see. I say September. Uh, And yeah, we're at 35 minutes here, so we don't have time for you to write your thoughts down. There's time. Everyone loves to listen to us. All right. uh, What's next here? In entertainment news, Deadpool 3 is going to be the Marvel Cinematic Universe's first R-rated movie. Uh, Well, could be the first R-rated movie. What do you mean could be? Well, there was talk of Doctor Strange being R-rated, but we'll see. Um, Deadpool 3, uh, it's official. Deadpool will be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. His first two films were under the 20th Century Fox banner, but now since Disney has acquired Fox, um, he now falls under Disney. Uh, no word on whether he's going to be part of the multiverse or not. You know, is he in the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is he in a, uh, a multiverse universe? We don't know. Um, so we will see. 
Okay. But that's uh, very exciting. It is exciting. Uh, let's move to... Um, More entertainment news. Yeah, I was going to say to Universal, but then I'm skipping a story. Okay, the fifth Indiana Jones movie is underway. That's right, and it's going to be Harrison Ford returning as Indiana Jones for a fifth and final time. But don't fret. That doesn't necessarily mean that Indiana Jones is gone forever. Because rumor has that Chris Pratt will be picking up Indy's bullwhip in further installments. I would love that. Yeah. I love Chris Pratt. Um, So this is going to be... He's my favorite Chris. He's taken over. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. From Chris Helmsworth. Hmm. All right. Um, You know, he's already part of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe as Star-Lord. He's part of the very popular uh, Jurassic Park universe. He's voiced uh, Barley Lightfoot in Onward, which was another Disney Pixar film. So he's, uh, you know, already deep into the Disney world, and he's very good with franchise films. Yeah, he's awesome. Love him. All right, and then in Universal, the Jurassic Park ride, uh, the River Adventure ride, is closed for refurbishment. That's right. They have closed for refurbishment, and they will be closed for annual refurbishment through January 29th of 2021. Uh, right now also Revenge of the Mummy is closed for refurbishment, but they'll be reopening on January 15th. And then, uh, Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barges and Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls will close for refurbishments in February. All right. We talked about Ollivander's wand experience. They were, um, allowing more than one party in per room, I think up to two parties, and there was a limit on how many people. Uh, I guess they've reversed that now, and they're back to one party per room. That's right. They had been briefly allowing two parties of up to 10 people uh, in a room. Um, They started out one party of up to 10 people per room before the change. Mm -hmm. Now they have gone back to one party, no more than eight people, Um, and with this uh, new party size, you do not get to pick the person who gets chosen to pick the wand. I don't get how the whole thing works, so you're, like, speaking Greek to me. Okay. And then lastly, the Evermore Orlando Resort is supposed to be being built. I don't even know what or where that is. So Evermore um, Evermore Orlando Resort is a new resort by Hilton. It is on the old, um, darn it, I had the uh, had the location. It used to be on the Villas of Grand Cypress, which is a golf resort and village. It's technically on the backside of uh, Port Orleans, but it's actually off Disney property. Uh, and this is now a Hilton-owned property. They are putting in a billion-dollar, 10,000-room resort project. It's going to open in 2023, and it's going to be a new approach to vacationing. It's going to be a large-scale community of homes with the purpose of vacation renting, and it will operate with hotel quality standards. The resorts will offer flats and homes that uh, are anywhere from 2 to 11 bedrooms, and it will also be the debut debut of Orlando's first Conrad Hotel, which is Hilton's luxury brand. Uh, Evermore's first phase will open with nearly 1,500 bedrooms, Um, And then the plans are eventually to include 69 houses ranging from 5 to 11 bedrooms. And then the resort complex will offer offer 76 four-bedroom flats, 41 two- and four-bedroom villas, and then the luxury uh, Conrad Hotel, which will offer a sophisticated design and best-in-class amenities. Um, The Conrad Hotel will have 433 rooms with 10 suites and 10 family suites. 
uh, along with 40,000 square foot of indoor meeting spaces. All right. So it is going to be uh, exciting. They will also have a 20-acre tropical beach complex, an 8-acre crystalline water amenity, and an 18-hole Nicholas Design golf course along with numerous restaurants. So it could, uh, you know, if if you're looking for some place that's not Disney because, you know, Magical Express can't catch you there, maybe Evermore in 2023 is going to be the place to go. All right. All right. Got any other other final words? I've said enough. I've made this this podcast long enough. All right. Well, we've exceeded 40 minutes, just at 40 minutes, which may be our longest podcast ever. (laughs) So until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.